a problem. What is the problem? Netflix will not remove A Christmas Prince from my continue watching. Oh. I have completed A Christmas Prince, as you know, multiple times. And I was like, oh, it probably is just the last couple seconds of the credits or whatever. So I keep clicking into it and then like scrolling to the end to try to tell it that I'm done with this film. But it refuses to acknowledge this. I don't know if Netflix just thinks that I need to watch A Christmas Prince again, but I think it's important that they know that I don't. I think you should really take it up with one of their customer representatives. Just be like, hey, what's up? I have watched A Christmas Prince. I don't want to continue watching A Christmas Prince. I'm done with A Christmas Prince. I don't know why, because like I've had this happen before with other shows, but then like, or movies, but then like when I, you know, try to fix it, it works. Oh, I guess this doesn't really bother me, but I can see why it would bother you. I think if I let it bother me, it would bother me. Well, often I don't notice. Like, I used to never notice because I would have a lot of things. And so, like, something like that would be at the end. But for some reason right now, I don't have a lot of shows on my, like, continue watching. So it's just always looking at me. A Christmas Prince. A Christmas Prince. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying. Gilmore Girls. The West Wing. A Christmas Prince. One of these things is not like the others. I don't know how highbrow Gilmore Girls is. No, but I like it. That's fair. I like it. I like it less post-revival. Oh, God. I think in general, I like it less post-age, like, 20. No, that's true. But I just see... I just see what Rory becomes, and I'm upset. But I feel like even at the time, we knew that. Like... Even at the time, circa maybe, is it season five, you and I were both like, what are you doing? It's true. Her cheating roots lie in her romp with Dean. Yes. And even at the time, we're very like, Lorelai is so stunted and everyone is making horrible choices. Did you see that Amy Sherman Palladino said that she would consider bringing them back for like another I think we thought that was implied because of the Jess stuff at the end. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too, but then it wasn't like actually clarified whether or not she would continue. I think she just sort of left it open, but she did say she was like, oh, maybe I will continue them. And I was a little bit like, have they not done enough? Like, can we just not? Can we leave them alone? Oh, man. Like, I don't need to see them fuck up like a third generation. (laughs) Oh, God. A third generation. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yes, I guess we'll have to write in the little description, Gilmore Girls spoilers. Anyway. Anyway. Welcome to Romcomathon. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And today we're talking about Clueless, which I thought was made much earlier than what it actually was. I thought it was made much later than it was. Oh, really? I thought it was made in like 1993, I think. But I mean, I guess I was just two years off. It was 95. I think I thought that it was one of those movies that had just missed the cutoff for our blog. So I thought it was like very late 90s, but it was 1995. Yeah, it was like significantly earlier than the cutoff. Um, Here are some things that highlight how early this movie was made. The Barbie like dress up computer thing that she has at the beginning, which to be fair would still be pretty cool to have in your home. However, like when you look at the screen, you're like, my God. Although I was like, what an interesting thing of technology that they kind of made up for the film because it had a touch screen, it looked like. Oh, did it? Yeah, because she's like pressing on it to be like, next, next. Oh. I think. 
Yeah, because she's like, yeah, I think she's like jabbing at the screen. And I was like, but, but how? Were there touch screens? I don't think so. Fascinating. Um, the other thing that I felt really dated this film was, again, casually talking about Mel Gibson. Oh, yes. We have now encountered this twice. In the space of two podcasts. Yep, 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 yep. Um, you are correct. You're not wrong. Also, this isn't really a time period thing, but Alicia Silverstone looks great. She does. She looks amazing. I also deeply enjoyed the the look of L.A., in the mid-90s. I don't think I've really watched this film since we've moved. I thought I watched it not that long ago, but I guess like it, it's been a while. And I was like, oh, it's the it's like the Sherman Oaks Mall. Like, oh, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Like that particular stretch when, especially early on when they're like driving and you're like, oh, Beverly Hills, you're so Beverly Hills. It's just, um. Why do they always pick Fashion Square as like the mall that they film in? I don't know. Maybe it's just close. Yeah, that's probably it. It's been in a lot of movies. I don't know. It's probably something about permitting. That's true. But I feel like there were scenes in this movie that because it took place in LA, there was stuff in this film that I was like, oh, when I drive down these streets in real life, it feels like a movie. Yeah. And so it's interesting switching back and actually seeing them because it has been a while. I've seen this movie more than once, but I guess it's been ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved at one point when they pull up to her house and she's like, my house is classic. The columns date all the way back to 1972. There are a lot of good lines in this movie. Oh, but should I summarize the film before we go any further? Yes. If anyone listening to this podcast has not seen Clueless, that's crazy. But please. Okay. So Alicia Silverstone is a delightfully self-absorbed Beverly Hills teen who loves to shop, debate her grades with her teachers, and nag her litigator father. She, along with BFF Stacey Dash, are super popular at school, which is a little weird considering it doesn't seem like she has that many friends. Um, it seems like she kind of just hangs out with Stacey Dash, but like, it's fine. One day, she decides to go into matchmaking because her debate teacher won't boost up her grade, and she thinks it's because he seems unhappy with his life and his, like, romantic situation. So she sets off to set him up with another spinster teacher, and this, like, somehow works. Like, everyone's happy. She's getting, like, less homework. People are like, oh my god, Alicia Silverstone, what a hero. Um, this cheers her up greatly, especially because her ex-stepbrother, Paul Rudd, has been hanging around, and he is a tree-hugging college activist who accuses her of not caring about anyone or anything other than herself. So this shows you, Paul Rudd. But lo and behold, Alicia Silverstone's true project reveals itself when Brittany Murphy, a new student, arrives. She's a bit awkward and out of place, and Alicia Silverstone and Stacey Dash decide to help her be popular. They make her over. Alicia Silverstone gives her advice on comportment and books and, like, steers her away from the stoner skateboarder she immediately crushes on. Instead, Alicia Silverstone decides Brittany Murphy should be with the most popular boy in school. Unfortunately... Her matchmaking skills don't really pan out in this case because the popular boy likes Alicia Silverstone. He tries to kiss her numerous times. Uh, she rejects him, gets ditched at the clown liquor store in North Hollywood near us, <laughs> and has to call Paul Rudd to beg a ride home after she gets mugged in the parking lot. Which, you know what, to be fair, seems like it would still happen. Yep. 
things are not going so well for Alicia Silverstone when a new hot boy arrives in school. Though the fact that he is super gay is apparent to everyone. Alicia, But not her friends. The girls also don't seem to know. Yes, which is crazy because then it turns out that Stacy Dash's boyfriend, um, I can't pronounce his last name, Donald Faison? 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 I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I love him, but I'm just guessing. He, like, he's the one who has to tell them that he's gay. And I was like, the scene's unrealistic. I feel like the girls would have figured it out first, but it's fine. Yes, it's usually the reverse, right? Yeah. Anyway, this is fine. She ends up with, like, a new shopping companion after she, like, kind of makes a fool of herself. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, after Brittany Murphy's previous heartbreak with the popular boy, she's moved on to someone new, Paul Rudd, who's been kind to her in, like, two instances. This says something about Brittany Murphy's character, but Okay. Alicia Silverstone is very bothered by this situation and realizes that it's because she's in love with Paul Rudd. Oh no. But things actually resolve themselves very quickly. Brittany Murphy is still in love with the stoner skateboarder dude and Alicia Silverstone realizes they're right for each other and she was being a snob. And Paul Rudd kisses Alicia Silverstone in a cute but a little weird moment. The end. Yes. This movie was much less rom-com than I remembered. It is a rom-com though. No, yeah, it is. And then like, like you see quite a lot of them, but I was like, oh, there's less of him than I thought. A lot of it is her at school. Yes, it's a very good adaptation of Emma. I should read Emma. It's delightful. Is there a a normal Emma movie that's good? So there is a BBC miniseries starring Romola Garai and um, uh, Johnny Lee Miller as uh, Knightley and Emma. And it's really, really good. Emma gets so much less you know, press, so to speak, than the other ones. Yes, but I like it better, I think, than Pride and Prejudice. Okay. I think it's my favorite, Austin. It's just that Emma is so delightfully Emma, and, like, Knightley is always there, like, trying to take her down a peg, but also, like, secretly in love with her the whole time. Yes, this seems promising because if they're, like, in the same frame more often... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I found it a little weird that the setup for, like, Knightley this time is actually Paul Rudd, her ex-stepbrother. They spend a lot of time in the movie trying to make it clear that they don't think of each other as brother and sister, but Paul Rudd calls her dad, like, sometimes he'll be like, dad, sometimes he'll, like, call him by name. It's weird. Yes, I was gonna bring this up. How do we feel about this? There's two aspects. One is this, where they're like, ew, you're not my brother, but, like, kind of seems like he is sometimes. Like, how long were they married? Like, she's like, oh... Like, you were barely married to his mother, but but it kind of seems like he became part of the family. Like, were they dating for a while before they got married? Did Paul Rudd just happen to become attached? How old were they? These things are important. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, like, it doesn't seem like they were together for very long, like the, like, her dad and his mom, but they, like, he, Paul Rudd's around a lot. Yes, like, he seems to have grown quite attached to Alicia Silverstone's father, which, like, I guess is fine. I don't know. It made me think of your Shannon and Boone life. Oh, yes. And I was like, well, I guess the whole thing with that was that they became step-siblings post-puberty, right? Yes. Like, I feel like, although it's weird no matter what, that's probably the cutoff? Um, But, like, it's weird, Well, the other thing, though, is that I don't know if it's just appearance, but I was like, how much older is he than her? That never bothered me as a teenager. But now I'm like, it's only like, what, a year or two? Yeah, I think he's- You gotta hope? Yeah, he's in college, but I thought he was probably like 19. 
Right, because she says, like, freshman psych or something. Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. Like, that's that's fine. He's, he's like, 19. That's appropriate. But the age thing is not really the issue. The issue is that they are, like, pseudo-related. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, well, not anymore. And I'm like, it's not great. It's not great. No, but it is cute. They're cute, yeah. But some of it is also that Paul Rudd is always cute and Alicia Silverstone is adorable in this film. Yeah. Basically, as soon as this movie started, I was like, the music, my God. Um, And I enjoyed when whenever she was with him and she was like, what it is about college and crybaby music? <laughs> and I was like, seems right. That's true. I liked when someone described him as being in his post-adolescent idealistic phase. I think that was her. I Was it her or was it her friend? Oh, it might have been, it might have been Dion. Yeah. I am always struck every time I rewatch the film, just how dumb Brittany Murphy's character is. Yes, when you were talking about like her romantic choices, I was like, to be fair, they're all a bit dim. Yes, but I was like, Brittany Murphy, I have some questions. Like, was she this dumb before she smoked a lot of pot? Like, you know, was it the pot that made her so dumb? Like, I don't know. Oh, no. Because it seemed like she smoked, she's done a lot of drugs. For being 16, I was like, I mean, I guess that, like, we had classmates who had done a lot of weed by that age. Yeah, but she comes in and she's like, you guys have coke? And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh no, girl, this is a lot of drug use, yeah. And you're like, your brain is still developing, please wait until after you're 25. Exactly. Um, I always love the appearance of the clown lurker store, which I drive past, like, I don't know, seven times a week. yeah. And indeed, it does seem like one would get mugged at in that parking lot if one were just stranded there. Dressed like Alicia Silverstone is, yeah. Yes. I have some questions about Christian. Is that his name? The the super yes. gay kid? Um, so her dad at one point when he like when Christian like shows up to pick Alicia Silverstone up, um, her dad is like, why like is this kid like in the brat pack? And I'm a little bit like, yes, why why was he this person? You know, he that that's how he's chosen to express himself. It was very interesting. It was very like Frank Sinatra, like of that time kind of attitude and talk and look. It was a bit bizarre. Well, they're all a bit bizarre. I mean, I was like, why is Travis's last name Birkenstock? Is he the heir to the Birkenstock fortune? Is it just to emphasize his like hacky sack lifestyle? I don't know. Are they at private school or are they at public school? It seems like they're at public school. Doubtful. Yes, but it kind of does seem like it. Interesting. Interesting. I guess if Beverly Hills has a public school, it might be okay. There is no way on earth Alicia Silverstone's father is sending her to a public school in Los Angeles. I think it's private school. I really do. But then I didn't get the impression that like Britney... Murphy's family was like super wealthy but I guess we don't really know anything about her except that she's just like an idiot yeah I totally forgot that she kind of is like momentarily a mean girl yes (laughs) (laughs) there's this hot second where she's hanging out with Sabrina's roommate and like Sabrina's roommate oh yeah uh the girl who plays Amber goes on to be Unless I'm mixing her up, I didn't double check, but I'm like 98% sure it goes on to be one of S- Melissa Joan Hart's roommates in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, she's like, that's like Alicia Silverstone's enemy or whatever. And then suddenly she's like, oh, I'm busy. I'm going to Melrose with Amber. Like, my week's just really filling up. And you're like, what happened? I know, which is why I'm like a little bit confused about Alicia Silverstone early on being like, oh my God, I'm so popular. And I was like, it doesn't seem like you're that popular. It just seems like you're a snob. Yes, well, she's very, it's interesting, like, the choices this movie made, like, clearly written by an adult. Like, she's very clean for a popular teenager. Yes. I was charmed when she is trying to make over Brittany Murphy, and she's like, read one non-school book a week. And I was like, do, you should. Yeah. Oh, question, why is she, is she allowed to drive all over town with just a permit and no other no, license? No, Alex, to drive it's not like- legal. <laughs> I was like, were the laws different in 1995? I doubt the laws were different. It's clearly illegal. Oh, and her father was like, I didn't even know you could get tickets on a permit. And I was like, I have some questions about this. Yeah, I was like, does dad know she's driving? Well, then he's like, you have to drive with a licensed driver in the car. And then that's why she's like forced to take Paul Rudd with her. Wasn't she always supposed to? I think so. Yes. I mean, we can check, but. I think she probably was, but. I was like, oh, this is very bad. They're both extremely bad drivers. Yes, every time they were driving, I was like, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Um, oh, boy. So before I started watching, I like clicked through the Amazon trivia things again. Uh-huh. And there wasn't a lot of interest. It was mostly like continuity goofs. But um, I did enjoy them saying that when they play that like suck and blow game where they're like transferring a credit card between each other's mouths. Yeah. Um, that the cast really struggled and that they like tried to use a piece of cardboard instead, but they were still having trouble and they tried to put holes in the cardboard to make it easier and they were still having trouble. And I don't know what they ended up doing, but I was like, is this a real game? I'm unfamiliar with this game. I too am unfamiliar with this game. I'm not sure. And though they did say that the writers sat in on Beverly Hills high school classes to get like the vibe but then made up a lot of lingo i like that there was apparently like a companion book of the clueless lingo oh i didn't know that it's cute right yeah that is cute and that some of it made its way into the teen lexicon of the time how zeitgeisty yes i like when they say like a baldwin and i was like remember when the baldwin brothers were young i don't know what any of the other ones look like by the way i they all kind of resemble alec baldwin and you can see why they're brothers Was he considered the handsomest one? Do you know? I don't know. One of them is a horrible Republican. Well, they're not great as a group. Is he the most famous one? He definitely is now, but was he always the most famous one? I don't know. Hmm. I feel like listeners might know. I think listeners probably do know. Maybe we are not qualified to do this podcast. I don't know what qualifications you need to do a podcast. (laughs) Any old person can do a podcast. (laughs) I will say, on a whole, like, I think Clueless, like, holds up. I think it's still a great, funny film. Um, I think we can all enjoy Alicia Silverstone's narration. I appreciate it for only being, like, an hour and 30-something minutes. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I I do ultimately think that the Paul Rudd-Alicia Silverstone romance is very sweet, questionably... Appropriate. Yes, but... <laughs> I do like he's there's not that much of him like he's not super expressive but I like when he's all like maybe I should go to the party I mean I don't know maybe I should go to the party oh yeah 
when when her gay friend shows up to pick her up and take her out and they for some reason think that they're actually dating i mean Alicia silverstone thinks that they're dating so yeah and both like dad and paul rudd are kind of like i don't know about this and paul rudd's i'll just go maybe i'll just go i don't know maybe i'll just go and then there's a shot of her father's face when Paul Rudd is like, mm, I think I'm going to go. And like, he's like, yeah, okay, you're going to go. And it's like pretty clear that her dad seems to think that the two of them are going to get together. And he's happy about it. Well, I don't think dad necessarily finds it weird because A, they're not actually related. Yes. And if they really did meet like as strangers as teenagers like a couple of years ago, it's I guess it's fine. Yeah. But but I can see why as dad you would want that because you would be like I know this kid, he's a good kid, they're probably good for each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really smart, like he would balance out Alicia Silverstone's like ness. Yeah. There you do get the sense that like they're good for each other in different ways. I like that scene where they're talking and she's like, you think I'm beautiful? And he's like, you fucking know. Yes. Um, and then he's like, but that's not why I come here. And you're like, no, not not at all. To be fair, I think I was a little like, why is Paul Red here so much? Maybe this is why Paul Red is here so much. That's true. Well, I guess. Although you-, you have the impression that it's not until the middle of the movie that they like that he realizes anything. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, if he's, like, his options are, like, living in the dorm or hanging out in this Beverly Hills mansion, like, you know. But I feel like as a college kid, wouldn't you rather be at the dorm? I would rather be at the dorms. You think that tree-hugging hippie activist Paul Rudd would rather be at the dorms, but, eh. He's at UCLA, right? Yeah, I think so. Or USC? One of them. I think they say Westwood, because I remember thinking that when she's like, I'm in Sun Valley, and he's like, you owe me. I'm like, you do owe him. Yes. I always forget that they are so far in the valley, like that they're all the way up in Sun Valley because of the clown liquor store appearance and the fact that I know it's in North Hollywood. Well, Sun Valley's not that much further up, but just in general, if they're in Beverly Hills, when she's like, we're not going to go to that valley party, I'm like, girl, I wouldn't. No. Oh, I love how her father is like, it takes 20 minutes to get anywhere in Los Angeles. Does does it? As a general rule of thumb, without traffic, it does. But with traffic, it really doesn't. Like, is dad only driving at 3 a.m.? I don't know if dad is like, has one of those like cars from the Ministry of Magic or something. Who knows? I think maybe dad doesn't travel very far outside a certain radius. That seems likely. Yes, he seems very busy. Speaking of dad's work, when he's, like, highlight these, like, calls from September 3rd, why are the September, like, what document is she looking at that the calls are not already in order by time? A deposition. Is it, like, whenever they mention a call from September 3rd? Because it feels like she's, like, highlighting a call log or something, and you're like, but that makes no sense at all. I don't, I have no idea. So what were your, some of your favorite lines and scenes? Um, I enjoyed... A lot of her lines, but I liked when she said, tis a far, far better thing doing stuff for other people. I did love that. I liked, oh, here's a piece of trivia I liked, that Alicia Silverstone actually didn't know how to pronounce Haitians, <laughs> which is why she says Hadians, and the director told the crew not to correct her because she liked it. <laughs> um, And I also like when Alicia Silverstone says sporadicus. Yes, I love the speech she gives at the beginning of the film. Let me remind you, it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Yes. Oh, I also like when she says, I thought they declared peace in the Middle East. Yes. Paul Rudd's face in that moment is really good, too. 
I really enjoyed when Brittany Murphy hits her head and gets a concussion at that party. And then she's like, you have to ask her stuff. And Elton, the popular kid, is like, what's yes. seven times seven? And Alicia Silverstone goes, stuff she knows. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed that very much. Like, that whole sequence with Elton, although it's unfortunately marred by his sexual harassment of Alicia Silverstone later, is quite funny and delightful. Yes. But now I'm just sad because, let me tell you, many children don't know what 7 times 7 is. And I'm sure that Brittany Murphy in this movie does not. Oh, boy. It hurts. It hurts. But I've always, like, that's so iconic, the little, like, rolling with the homies. Like, yeah, yeah. Hand thing? Yeah. Um. Oh, Brittany Murphy. I know. I've always found this movie a little weird, though, because when I picture Brittany Murphy, I think of, like, Uptown Girls. <laughs> like, yeah. that look, the blonde Brittany Murphy. And I think I saw her in a million movies looking like that first. And then when I watched Clueless as a teenager, I was like, what? I know. Because she looks so different, and you would almost be like, is she a person of color? But no, obviously not. No, no. Uh, we did not mention some iconic lines from the film, like the exchange with Brittany Murphy, where she calls her a virgin who can't drive, and, and Alicia Silverstone's way harsh tie. <laughs> I was trying to remember which ones were like the memeable ones. Yeah, those two, definitely, that exchange. What were some of your favorite scenes? Oh, well, you mentioned the Elton at the party. Uh, yeah, um... I really enjoyed Brittany Murphy singing along to the Mentos song. It yes. has no bearing on the plot, but it's so funny. It's very cute. And I don't know. I feel like the whole movie was kind of like baseline funny cute for me that I didn't necessarily feel like there were a lot of strong highs and lows. Oh, except when people are puking in the pool at the party. <laughs> and then later when Alicia Silverstone is talking about vomit more for no reason. Okay, yep, yep. It's sad I, for me. I know. I always like the little epilogue where they're at their teacher's wedding at the very end. Um, oh, I think yeah. that whole sequence is pretty cute. Although it is weird to me that the boys have a pool and whose girlfriend is going to get the bouquet because they're all like 17. <laughs> yeah, but nah. it was 1995, a different time. I liked seeing all of the stuff that was hot in 1995, like um, Alicia Silverstone's like fluffy pencil. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, I remember this. This is so elementary school to me. I guess high schoolers were doing that as well. What were your, do you have any like least favorite scenes, lines? I mean, obviously the scene where she gets sexually harassed in the car with Elton. Not amazing. No, no I, I think it's probably my least favorite. I think there were a couple moments where I was like, this is a bit gendered. I guess it was 1995. Even sort of ostensibly benign stuff like Travis being like, or Ty being like, I wish I could do that. And he's like, but if girls did that, what would guys do to impress them? And I'm like, ah. Yeah. It was 1995. Yes. Um, I like, I just enjoy Alicia Silverstone overall. Like, it's not, I guess, terribly realistic, but I like the dichotomy between her ostensible airhead personality and her uh, reverence for vocabulary, although it's a mixed bag. <laughs> yep. And okay, let's do our POC count. Well, Stacey Dash and Donald Faison, of course. There's a foreign kid who has what might or might not be a made-up name, which I didn't love. Mm. Janet Hong, however. There were actually, like, a good sprinkling of children of color. I felt like that was not terrible. Yeah. Were there any adults of color? Not so many, right? Like, not that I can recall. 
I mean, I guess there weren't that many adults anyway. Yeah. But still, one of them could have been not white. Yes. Um, I just enjoyed overall, like, with these old movies, how everyone was so recognizable. Yeah. I was like, this guy's been in every movie. Uh, this guy later w- grew up to be in every movie, like, as someone's brother, Breckenmeyer. What would you rate this? I don't know. Seven-ish, maybe? Like, I don't... How rom com is it? Like, it's definitely a rom-com. I would maybe give it, like, a seven and a half or an eight. I just, like, out of pure enjoyment... Yes, no, it's a totally, like, pleasant watch. I was like, oh, I've kind of missed this dumb movie. Maybe 7.5? Yeah, 7.5 Jeeps She Shouldn't Be Driving. Um, 7.5 Sporadicuses. 7.5 Hilarious Plaid Outfits. 7.5 Fluffy Pencils. Yeah, that was actually my last one, so... All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us for Clueless. And the reason we're actually doing Clueless is that we saw that there's a new adaptation of Emma coming out in a few weeks. So we will be journeying to the theater to watch it. Um, so we decided to do Clueless before then. Uh, but yeah, follow us, Rumcomathon, all your social medias, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.